Hello there. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away. I am one of your hosts, Justin. I am back, baby. I feel like I've been gone forever. Uh, I am glad to talk some Star Wars tonight with my fellow co-hosts. This is Josh, and yeah, I uh, it's been it's been a rough time without you because then I have to lead, and uh, <laughs> it's not my favorite. I'm sorry, dude. It's I'm right. sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is Kyle, and it just feels good to have the fam back together, guys. It's great. I know, I know. I, I was, uh, you know, I was excited to get. I was, I had it, things have been crazy schedule wise um, the last like two weeks or so, three weeks. Um, I was excited to get back on um, last week, but we actually had um, a death in the family. So um, it, I was out last week and obviously, uh, or, or excuse me, two weeks ago, and then try, you know, trying to get back last week just was not going to work out that way. So, um, but yeah, I am, I'm happy to be back. I am happy to be talking Star Wars with, with you guys. I absolutely missed it. Um, I was just saying to Kyle uh, early, earlier before Josh jumped on was that, I am not a narcissist. I don't go back and I don't listen to uh, the episodes that, that that we host most of the time um, where where I'm on. But when I'm not on, I do try to like listen and catch up. So I did get through um, the Andor conversation that you guys had um, mm-hmm. two weeks ago or so. So I did listen to that one. Um, and in in response to that. Um, I did find out some. I, I do. I oh, do have some, some updates say, huh? for you guys. Some updates for you. This is just Justin catching up, I guess. Oh. Um, the you, Josh, you were right. The armor that you see in the Andor trailer, the green, that is the Imperial Army. That is the grunts. Those are basically the first line. What you what stormtroopers equivalently are are like Marines. As sad as that is to say, because they can't hit anything the when they shoot, um, <laughs> that is essentially what they are. But you're right. The green suit is the uh, Imperial Army, which we've not really seen a lot of. Um, you do get a little bit of it in um, uh, Solo, right? They're they're yeah. down. Uh, the Mud Troopers, you see them. Um, but we've not actually seen like the plain stock Imperial Army as they are. And that's that's who the lovely... Green guys. Look, work we can call them there. whatever we need to, but we all know the real reason they only ever show up is when we need to be able to see their face, i.e., when it's Han Solo Correct. or Din Djarin or uh, Migs Mayfield. Mm hmm. Yep. Spot on, Kyle. Spot on. I'm saying, I, I see what these guys are doing. You got to get up early in the morning yep. to fool me. Yep. Um, and I did get to listen to your. Um, your uh, vibrant conversation on one of our favorite artists, Rihanna. Rihanna. Was, uh, <laughs> they're like, while the cat's away, the mice will play. Yeah, we'll talk about whatever um, but I, I, not on. I, you know what, Kyle? I was with the same thing with you. I, I thought, well, the last album Rihanna know, put out was, was like 2012. Yeah. I thought it was like forever ago. And Josh says, no, it was like 2016. I'm like, what was it? And I couldn't even... The queen. Yeah. I couldn't even think of what it was, but yes, I think she's done like some individual collaboration stuff here and there. Um, she's popular, man. She's everywhere. Even when she's not out 
there like she's where busy you see making her. she's everywhere so. uh, makeup and panties and shit yeah she's a lady <laughs> yeah. lady mother. um and i did i did um J- i believe josh's task for me at the end of the show was to put together my top 10 van halen songs <laughs> oh geez You're, so this is, this is a social media activity in order to it, well i could i i could gladly put it on social media and it, it's my top 10 it's not not you know, the top 10 it's it's not critics top 10 but it's my top 10 of of songs so i will be happy to post that for you josh uh, on the social medias after we're Sounds done because I do I did put him. it together and if you have questions on why they they are my favorites you you know feel free feel free so um I'm glad Apparently to get back Justin on wrote and a talk. whole five page essay on his uh, Can- <laughs> favorite Van Halen <laughs> I, song I have one question yes so it's ten songs it is ten what's, songs what's the lead singer split on those like Ooh, I didn't look at that uh. That's a good question. It's mo- it's mostly Diamond Dave. <laughs> old. <You're> old. <laughs> it is mostly Diamond Dave. So, um but that was the best stuff. That was the the edgiest stuff. So, um you Van know, Halen's into the, known for the being Van Hagar, edgy. you get into the soft rock and then, you know, when when you get into the Gary Sharon, well, it's I wasn't expecting there to be any Gary Sharon on your list. I mean, let's be real. Uh no, the funny thing is, is there's actually a song on my list from that album, but it was not Gary Sharon that sings it. It was uh they brought Dave back to sing it. So um yeah. But uh his one was okay. I can't uh I don't remember. Whatever the High title praise. one was off that. His one was okay. The his the Critics one song that, that he one sang song was, okay. was okay. The rest of it was bad. <laughs> yeah, the rest of it was really bad. So um but no, happy to to get back on, talk a little bit of Star Wars. And and speaking of um, you know, what we get into with um Andor, uh, some of the cooler outfits that we see were in Rogue One, which recently, this past weekend, was re-released in theaters. They dropped that announcement, what, like two weeks ago or so, and then it's one hey, of the highest grossing IMAX films IMAX. of all time now. It is. Top ten, baby. Yeah. Woo woo. It's a great movie. Um, I saw it recently it when um, they did the Disney Plus uh, surprise screening, and you didn't know what it was until it came on. That was, I don't know, in the last year, and now this. So I guess Rogue One's been in theaters three times. Did they do a re-release right after? Um, so three or four times. It's had a, quite a few mm-hmm. chances to rack up some numbers. That's the thing now is they're like, oh, hey, let's just put this back out in theaters and make some more money and quick cash and bump People our go. numbers up. Like, I mean, Ava- Avatar got doing released that. like three or four times. It came out in theaters. Yep. Yep. Avatar's back out there and he's trying to get those numbers up. And look, when man, the theaters Cameron. first, <laughs> as I say, when the, fir- the theaters first opened back up deep in COVID, I want to say there was there was a period of time. I don't remember if it was weeks or or months where Empire Strikes Back was the highest grossing movie in the country because like all the the theaters that were open in places were just showing old movies mm. and that mm. was one that a lot of theaters chose so yeah um Rogue One originally grossed over a billion worldwide which is nothing to sneeze at so wow. um they made an extra million over the weekend kudos to them and Gareth Edwards uh we just talked about that I would love to see him do another Star Wars movie I'm okay with that I thought it was good. Um, 
We did get uh, a little, an interesting little tidbit here on the new um, Ahsoka series that's coming out. Natasha Lou Bordizzo, I hope I pronounced that last name right, um, posted a pic of a birthday present with a sketch of her as Sabine Wren by Dave Filoni. Um, this has kind of caught a lot of attention because there's a lot of signatures on this print, um, and this uh, sketch is, is kind of a cool uh picture of her as her character in the show um and I, I to be honest i think the print was one of the prints from this guy that i met at celebration he had a booth at celebration he had a whole bunch of those um top half of the helmet paintings or like art prints he had a whole bunch mm-hmm. of them like um kanan was one of them oh yeah i know what you're talking um, about like eyes up do you know what i'm talking about thing. there was a yeah yeah it was a, a whole booth of those and i think it was that guy's print um, but yes, there's a lot of a lot of signatures on it. Tons. Internet sleuths are uh, analyzing the handwriting. They noticed that one of the signatures is blurred out, hmm. but there was like a long message in the handwriting before the blurred out signature, and um, the sleuths are saying it's uh, it's Mark Hamill. Ooh. Which he's already been in a bunch of stuff, so well, we did yeah. we did some handwriting analysis here on the internet of the of the message. <laughs> Apparently. Okay. That's uh, that's deep sleuthing right there. I like it. I think you know there's one there's of murders them. that need to be solved out here, internet people. <laughs> just so you know, while we're figuring out who signed the pictures. <laughs> so you're saying we should devote that time and energy to more worthwhile causes than, than figuring out who's going to be in the upcoming Ahsoka series. Prioritize your time however you see fit. I was just stating facts, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think somebody had said, too, that one of the signatures uh, on there was, it j- was just signed Vanessa as well, Ooh, which they're v thinking Marshall? is Vanessa Marshall. Right. So, yeah, Vanessa Carlton. <laughs> Vanessa exactly. Carlton is, yeah, is mm-hmm. going to be... Uh, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Vanessa Carlton will be in the Ahsoka series coming up. She's making her way. Uh, Downtown? You know what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what did I see the other day? Uh, was it yesterday, maybe? Megan the Stallion is going to be in the She-Hulk show? I was like, get out of here. I was like, nice. I'm all right with that. The Rock um, will like it. That's a deep cut I, joke. I like Megan the Stallion, it. so... <laughs> um but uh yeah i'm excited i i've been have you guys been watching that yes i have yeah, what do you think yes you like it yeah i like it i uh it's not my favorite but it's two episodes mm. is is uh too soon yeah it's also it's got a d- way different vibe than a lot of the stuff they've put out recently too like Multiverse of Madness and WandaVision and Moon Knight are all kind of serious. And then this is mm-hmm. like not serious. Mm. So, a little palate cleanser. Yeah. I was with you on Moon Knight being serious until they got to the hippo. And then I went, this is not serious anymore. Yeah. Well, I haven't but, watched all of it. So, but oh, wow. No. Spoiler alert. I can just, <laughs> well, I can just, sorry. I can just I tell. Just... <laughs> no, it's okay. I can just tell from what I've seen that it's more serious than She Hulk has been. It is. It is. Um, uh, you know they're all good in different ways, yeah. um, which is great. I think diversity in in um, stories and in in what do I want to say in uh, properties like that is is good. 
Um, and it makes it intriguing to see these different characters and um, how they kind of grow and evolve. So it's okay. There's just too many TV um, shows now. I can't keep up with them all. Is the thing. Oh, we got Rings of Power coming out. That's going to be coming out on Thursdays on House Amazon of Dragon Prime. House of Dragon now. is two episodes in. Yep. Um, Ten point two million. I have million. been watching. Last I have million. been watching. Um, for those that don't know, I didn't watch any of Game of Thrones when it came out. And I remember we were in Chicago and uh, that's when the, was it the series premiere or the season premiere for that season started, I think. And um, we were watching it in the hotel room and I was like, I have no clue what's going on in this show. Um, and I waited until it was all done, binged, watched all of it. It was really, really good. And then I have actually watched the first two of House of Dragon. So I am on schedule, as they would say. I haven't watched that yet. Although I did start watching... Um, I finally started watching Westworld. I've been watching it on while when I work out. And that's... Uh, I don't know if you guys watch that, but uh, it's a great way to get your sci-fi and your... like wild west fix in the same show hmm. it's 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 interesting and uh at least this first season seems to have like you know high hbo style high production values like Did you say Westworld? yeah oh we're on the front end of this huh yeah <laughs> i'm just teasing <laughs> I've, I've, I've never watched that i've one, heard so. season three is not good but hmm. i will have to check that one out too so. i'm interested yeah um, Rings of Power is definitely something I'm excited to watch. Too. Oh, there's, It'll a, be interesting there's a new to see season that one. of Handmaiden's Tale coming up too. When's that coming? Yeah, out? September I think. Soon. Oh my god. Oh, and then you got Bad Batch coming out. You've got yeah, Bad Andor Batch and coming Andor out. Well. I mean, gonna there's going to be so much Star TV. Wars. Nobody is going to leave their house in <gasps> September on. September for yourself, We're all going to be back inside again. So, um. <sighs> I had a question. So other tidbits uh, that we got going on, um, just FYI, if you scored one of the Star Wars Celebration Anaheim Chrome Trooper exclusives from Sideshow, those are now shipping. I just got mine today. It is super cool. Um, and then the I got a notification that the Arena Boba Fett, the all-black armor Boba Fett, is also processing now. So uh, that should be shipping soon. Have you guys seen these Star Wars micro galaxy figures in the stores at all? I haven't have scored any of these things. So they're they look like um what's the what's the smaller ship skit? It was like the fleet stuff. The they used to have fleet. these fleet ship mission fleet, yeah, things. Um they they're kind of like that, but they're like, almost like micro machines. They're super small. Um they have them in different like so this little guy is like, and I'm holding up a scout trooper with the biker scout, and he comes with like a little stand, and like, whoa, he just and fell he off. Falls off. The yeah, and he falls off. The only thing that moves on it really is the legs and the arms, and but they're like super, super tiny. And this is like, they have bigger vehicles. They've got you know the the Falcon, of course. They've got, um, uh, what else? They have um, Boba Fett's ship. They've got a whole bunch of. Uh, they've got a tie bomber they've got i can't uh, believe woke justin won't even say slave one now Uh, well it's it's i mean that's how i know it but (laughs) i'm just messing sorry i don't care i don't want to say it i don't care um they Um, got the the uh razor crest r.i.p yep um they have um tie fighter they have vader's tie 
They have the Delta 7, Obi-Wan's Delta 7. Are these new or are these old? No, they've been they've been out for you're looking at the Micro Galaxy, right? Star yeah. Wars Micro Galaxy. Yeah, they're 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 hitting the shelves now. Mm. At least for the last like month or so. They're micro machines. And pretty much. No, yeah, micro machines like, are way smaller. But they're like they're like slightly scaled up from micro machines, but not as big as like normal 3.75 inch vehicles. So they're kind of cool. I don't know if you guys, if you get a chance and you see them, um, you know, you can pick them up. They've got uh, what's a uh, Moff Gideon's um, foldable TIE fighter. I'm trying to find that one. I can't find him anywhere. Um, what else? They have a Saj's ship, I think is one of them. This looks like something that I wouldn't buy them all, but if I saw a couple ships that I really liked, I'd, I'd get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're kind of neat. I'll be so. having zero of these. <laughs> you know what I really yeah, need? I need, I need, so when Thrawn finally shows up, I need there to be a TIE Defender somewhere in live action so I can get a toy of it. That's not like made by someone specialty, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey Hasbro, <clears throat> excuse me, something in my throat there. I don't, I don't know what that was, but I mean, you know, three point seven five inch tie defender would be awesome to have too. Um, three point seven five Chimera stretch goal tie defender. Oh, God, um, yeah, I would, uh, I'd be on board with that. So, um, which is that's a whole other conversation. What do we think that next? Whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa. Be, but I don't want to die. I don't want to go back into that again. So one of the one of the series two ones they revealed is a TIE fighter, but it's the one that uh Sabine spray painted and it comes with Sabine. Oh, that's cool. That's, oh, cool. That's, that's, pre- that's pretty cool. Nice. I'll send you a picture. Very cool. Um but yeah, they're pretty they're pretty neat. They come in various price points. I think like six ninety nine up to I think thirty dollars, forty dollars, if you want the big Millennium Falcon or whatever it is. So I, I think you're, you've got a couple different vehicles in there, different sizes. So, um, and I think they're, I don't know if they're to scale to each other. So like the the little, um, you know, ATST compared to, you know, the Falcon, is that actually like the right scale? I don't know. I haven't looked at them that closely, but they're kind of neat. So check them out. Uh, and then the last thing, um, Josh, I'll let you dive into this one a little bit. Ryan Johnson's interview with Empire. Yeah, he did an interview, and I'm not going to go super deep into this because there's like a ton of content, but he did an interview uh, with Empire Magazine, and uh, the headline is, Ryan Johnson is even more proud of Star Wars The Last Jedi five years on. Um, and he just talks about, like, it's a movie about Star Wars and what it means to the fans, um you know and about myth making and the you know and and uh it's uh i think it's i the little bit that they give you it's kind of like all of the articles are about it are just like a little teaser and then they're like go buy the go buy the magazine yeah there's like <laughs> a lot more but i also saw another thing and i don't know when it's from but i was really glad um he hasn't soured on star wars he still wants to make his trilogy and he, I guess, prior the Last Jedi kind of taught him, or the, I should say, the response to the Last Jedi taught him to not be so worried about pleasing people online. Well, you're not um, gonna. 
Yeah. And well, and Especially you know, he said that like prior, you know, prior that he kind of had a mentality where it was like, someone doesn't like me online. How can I fix it? And he, he got, it got to get, kind of gave him a crash course in how to not really worry about it so much. And, you know, uh, Hmm. not let it affect him so which that's cool uh, and i all you know i i didn't i found this like right as we were starting so i'm not really sure but um there was also a uh a news article i found on uh, star wars newsnet john boyega was on the last or was on the um happy but happy sad confused podcast and there's a bunch of stuff that he's talking about his time there. And, but one thing that I saw is that he does say he hasn't, he also hasn't soured on star Wars. Like here. So here's a quote. I've been watching it all. Obi-Wan is the last thing I watched. I don't know. They just announced what's that one with Amanda. He's talking about Amanda Stenberg, uh, who's going to be in the acolyte. He said, yeah, I'm excited about that. The Mandalorian. I rewatched twice, you know, yeah, the Mandalorian is cool. Right though. Yeah. I've been staying with it. My battlefront two character is very, very strong. So like he's still a fan. He didn't let uh, kind of everything that came from his experience sour him on Star Wars as a whole. So that's nice too. Good. 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 I'll I'll, uh, I'll read the rest of this article. Maybe I'll listen to the podcast and I can if there's any other like uh, juicy tidbits or uh, revelations, I can kind of type them up there. in a more <laughs> <laughs> organized fashion for next week. Nice. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, I think it's important, like with, with anybody. And I would say whether you're a creative artist like Ryan Johnson or just a Joe Schmo like me, don't let people on the internet affect how you feel about things, um, and, and influence your decisions. Be you. Don't be anybody else. Don't try to be something you're not. Be you. I think too many times we often get caught up with people that, say things or you know do things on the internet and that's not not where you want to be so yeah i think the difference though and i think i think like none of us will ever really understand because we're not famous but like the level of abuse that comes their mm-hmm. way is like something Agreed. that we can't even imagine not only the volume of it but like the kind of stuff that people are saying like i've had people say mean stuff to me but i've never had people say like you know uh, you ruined Luke Skywalker. I'm gonna find you and kill you and your family. Or, <laughs> very, you know, like stupid. I don't know true. if anyone says. Yes. Well, you and know, the, like the, well stuff. we all know you did ruin. There's Luke a Skywalker, whole other Josh, thing so. where, like, you're okay. adding, you're you're creating something that's both creative and has technical aspects of it too. So when people are critical of it, it's probably very hard not to like take that mm-hmm. as criticism and like take it in good faith. Like maybe there is something constructive here, but. In hindsight, you realize, well, some people are just trolls and some people are just going to be mad if it isn't exactly what they expected. So there maybe isn't value to that criticism, you know, so I can see where when you're putting work out there to be judged, it's hard to differentiate between uh, what is valuable, honest, informed criticism and what is uh, a jerk being a jerk. Yes. Agreed. You know? Yeah. I I uh when when we were first like releasing some of this new music or like even a little bit beforehand when I was showing people our uh like the songs beforehand I I was always like a little bit queasy because I was like what if they don't like it 
I tried to, so, I tried really hard to give you honest feedback when I listened. I wasn't talking about you. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's uh it's what's the, what's the adage? It's um what is it? A lion does not lose sleep over the opinions of sheep. All right. All it, right. Is that, uh is that how that friggin, adage goes? So, uh, what's his name? Lannister. Yeah, <laughs> um it's Tywin. Speedo, that show. Yeah. yeah, Tywin Lannister. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. It's um, no, and I, I agree with you, Josh. It's probably it's very different levels, but I don't think the hurt is any different for normal people versus celebrities. So, um, but yeah, the life is too short, man. Don't dwell on that stuff. I've learned a lot about that in the last like two weeks, three weeks or so. So, um, anyway, let's dive in to what we've got on the agenda for this week. It's been a hot minute um, since this has been out, but we're going to dive into um, a book. We're going to get back into a book here, which is Star Wars Brotherhood. Um, It came out on May 10th um, of this year. It was written by Mike Chen. The audio book, if you listen to the audio book, is narrated by Jonathan Davis. Did an excellent job uh, on this book. I thought it was well narrated. and this is uh, it's it's not a long read. I didn't think it was terribly long. I got through it pretty quick. Of course, I also I also have my audiobook speed mm-hmm. at like crazy fast, so I can get through an audiobook pretty quick. He's like, um, like <laughs> pretty much, yes. uh, You know, a lot of people are like one and a half speed. I'm at like one point six, one point seven. Um, you know, and I'll I'll fly through it pretty quick, but. Um, it does help, like if I'm at work or listening, or like if I'm in the car, I can process it faster, and I can, if I need to jot down a quick note, I can jot down a quick note. So, um, the basic, uh, the basis of the book synopsis, though, is we are back in the Clone Wars. We are with uh, Obi Wan and Anakin as master and apprentice, um, and we are full on into the romance of. Anakin this is post marriage yeah this is yeah this is post marriage of Anakin and Padme and uh this is has to do with the business on Kato Namoya yeah this takes place very (laughs) shortly after um Attack of the Clones right Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm um basically there is a bombing on Kato Namoya which basically they have like elevated cities in Kato Namoya and this this bombing basically destroyed the structure of the city and it yeah, fell up on platforms it, or something yeah and it 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 kills thousands of people and the um it's it's basically like a i don't want to say it's like a a, a crime mystery and yeah, like it's they're a trying mystery, to solve like yeah but and, and there's also a little bit of like double crossing and it's kind of set up to make it look like both the separatists and the republic are responsible for it and all these things. Yep. I and Jedi are, are trying to do their Jedi thing and be yeah. middle of the road and say, We're not taking either side. We just want to show up and investigate. And everybody's like, Yeah, yeah but you really one of the many the ways Republic, the Jedi so. kind of suck. Um <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> I thought that so on paper, this book is like right in my wheelhouse. I love the Clone Wars so much, and there's a lot of stuff that like this was as far as timeline, this will be the, the first time we ever see Ventress, and this is the first time mm-hmm. Obi-Wan ever meets Ventress, and this is uh, we get all kinds of information about 
uh, like the relationship between Anakin and Palpatine, which I think is good. That's something that we know happens, but we doesn't get a lot of screen time, you know? Uh, same with Obi-Wan finding out about Anakin and Padme. And then we also get the bonus of him kind of running the parallel of Anakin and Padme against him and uh, the Duchess Satine and what might have been and that kind of, mm-hmm. and she makes a little cameo in there. And I loved all that, all that stuff. But then if we're talking about like the main plot of the book about this bombing on Cato Nemoidia and we're investigating it, that was just not that compelling to me. I was not that in, like, I loved no. all this like side <laughs> info we got about like, uh, you know, just details about things we know that happened, but didn't have a ton of info on. I thought that was so interesting mm-hmm. and, and some kind of in, internal monologue that Anakin's having and he had just gotten knighted and uh, it it has Obi-Wan getting permanently appointed to the council and all those things. Uh, But like the actual main plot line was a bit of a slog for me. It wasn't that compelling. (laughs) Um, Josh. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say it was a slog, but it was definitely the appealing, the most appealing part of the book was that, connective tissue seeing how relationships that we didn't see as much were you know how those relationships were built how um you know the transition from uh padawan to uh equals Mm -hmm. you know uh seeing how careless uh anakin was with his emotions and how and just thinking like why did obi-wan not figure this out faster like he saw it plain as day um and he was looking at the yeah, two of them I mean, right in the beginning of the book and it, they talk about it and he's like looking at them and like how they were holding each other and he was like oh that's well this is weird yeah. <laughs> i'm like dude did you guys remember me texting and saying i'm only like three chapters into this book and i'm already annoyed with anakin and padma <laughs> yeah, that was like, that was i think i was like right after that when i text you um <laughs> yeah i mean yeah so like kyle said connective tissue was was great the story was what it wasn't like it wasn't bad i i I didn't um but it maybe was it was a good story but it was predictable and easy yeah it was almost Um, like yeah we just need some real simple background so we can have so we can go to dex's diner and we can have padme and anakin make kissy faces and we can do all like have anakin and obi-wan go from student teacher to now their buddies co-workers you know which i'm saying it like really flippantly that stuff was all really good but uh it was also you know not the main plot Mm -hmm. do you think it was forced though i didn't think i didn't feel like it felt forced like i felt like he was he was able to craft all that stuff into the narrative in a way that it didn't seem like it it didn't seem like fan service it did just seem like it, it here's you know a story that no, 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 no. I don't think it felt uh, forced or like fan service at all. I think it just was like uh, kind of inverted from how most stories, like if you read a normal novel, like the the they plot out the story first and then add in the details. And it seems like this almost had like, well, these are these details we really want to talk about. Uh, and then we'll just then figure out a story that, that can work for that. Yeah, I... I kind of liken it to um, the solo movie, right? When we get the, you get the Kessel run 
And I go, Justin will cannot stop from, hating on this Kessel Run <laughs> I solo. No, I love I and I did enjoy Solo the movie. It's fun. Um, but for me, I'm like, you know, part of the fun thing about Star Wars is when they mention something like that and like, oh my God, you're the you did the Kessel Run in twelve parsecs. Like everybody's like, What the hell is the Kessel Run? You know what I mean? And how fast it like twelve parsecs, holy crap, why is that so crazy for everybody? Like nobody else can do this? But it's kinda like that whole thing, like, you know, in in uh in um the prequels when he says you know that business on kato demoidia doesn't count everybody's like well wait what was the business on kato demoidia like what happened there like do, here's where okay we got the story of what happened and since the bombing in the beginning in at the point that ventress is introduced the unfortunate part for me was i already knew what happened in the end so really yeah. i'm just listening to the rest of this book because i'm like i know this is the doing of Sure. These, you know, yeah. through under the influence of Dooku and Ventress through this security guard and what, like, I know this is they're doing now. Like, so I already knew the end that was coming up. How it unfolded and what happens with Obi Wan is the part that's mm-hmm. where the business on Kato Namoidia comes in and how he gets kind of stuck, and Anakin has to come rescue him once again. So, um, you know, for me, it was a little bit. Uh, the book's great. The relationship between. Anakin and Obi-Wan I think is fantastic but yes the plot and like how we get there in the story seemed a bit it was just bland already done it wasn't bad it was just fine you know and and just I don't (laughs) I don't know that I love your logic there because then by that defense we're never going to have the entire Clone Wars series uh, because it's like mm, very, uh, you know, yeah. Obi Wan said I, I fought with him in the Clone Wars, and then like we just have to wonder like, about the it. Clone I'm Wars? not ready to give away what's, those, what's, those yeah. seven seasons of that. So uh, you got so a point a slippery there, slope. Yeah, good point. Good point. It is. It is. It is. Um, but you know, there's there were some really really good. Um, yeah, it's a good read. It's it's this. more it's more um, more good than bad. I just don't think it's you're yeah. not going to. I don't think it's going to be one of your favorite books you read this year. It's not anything mind blowing. It's like if you're a Star Wars nerd, there's some fun stuff in there. You know, I mean, we're fans of Dexter and his diner around here, so you love to oh, see yeah. him pop up. And he he played a semi prominent role in this book. He was a he did oh strongly featured supporting cast supporting cast member. He yep. helped Anakin and Obi Wan separately. Yes, he did. He well, did. they gave him um, some credentials. Right, you know, yeah, he wasn't just like story. a guy this time. He yeah. ate a bu- he ate mm-hmm. a bunch of cake. <laughs> he do what he eats like he ate like seven six pieces or nine of pieces six layer of cake, cake or something night? crazy like that. Yeah, <laughs> like holy crap, man, this guy's he's also a fan di- of Rihanna. Diabetes cake, is gonna cake, be cake, cake, cake. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> um, you know, you do get uh. Anakin teaching younglings for the first time. He is actually, this is where we get, um, what is her? Uh, he oh, yeah, the little a, Zabrak. Zabrak youngling, uh, Mill Alabeth. So he really kind of takes a youngling uh, as as he's teaching a class, basically, and this youngling, Mill Alabeth, is having trouble. Basically, she doesn't want to be a Jedi. Um and a lot of that is because um well she the, was like it wasn't ju- um, i think that's reductive to say she didn't want to be a jedi i think she did want to be a yeah. jedi she didn't want to swing a lightsaber and kill people because she didn't think Correct. that's what jedi were supposed to do uh, yes so and she's having a hard time might say i she think managing her force abilities right like she has she feels what is it she feels people's emotions or something or she's able to control people's 
I forget what it was. Uh, it, was it was something um, about people's um, people's emotions made her sick. Like when they were having strong negative reactions or whatever, it was mm-hmm. it would affect her, and she would was getting nauseous and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to. F- I thought I wrote it down, but maybe I didn't. Uh, oh yeah, Mill able to feel emotions. Well, that narrows it down. I I too, note, much like Mill, can feel emotions. <laughs> So, I'm see. I'm feeling annoyed right now that Justin fact checked me. So <laughs> that's an emotion. I fact checked myself, um, and it does say Mill is able to feel emotions. Mm, that's that's a fantastic shorthand the right there. Um, you know, you get the the Nemoidians. I thought were kind of interesting because you know we get. Um, I think sometimes people get very caught Justin's up in thinking racist, one species. So he species. thought they were all bad guys, but turns out, N- no, <laughs> Nemoidians are um, nuanced there are some, and individuals. There are some people out there though that think one species is just always bad or evil or mean, and that is not the case. Um, you know, uh, Trandoshans are not all evil people. Um, they're not all mean. Um, hey, we the Nemoidians are not evil. All evil people, clearly. We saw in Book of um, Boba Fett those Trandoshans just living, living amongst the people, having their own little, little crew, being contributing members of. One dude was minding society. his own business at the bar, and then got his. Arms well, they can off. regenerate limbs. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not nice, um, but it's okay. No, um, but uh, was it Kitar and Rug? I think was the mm-hmm. other one. Kitar was a very interesting character. I thought. Um, there was a lot of good backstory with uh, Kitar and Rue, who are essentially like royal guards, uh, royal security guards for the Nemoidians. Um, you know, and they're they're very much caught up in this because they feel for their people being attacked, but at the same time, um, they're not trying to escalate things because they've already been, um, what do I want to say, essentially outcast by the Republic. And, you know, they're like, look, we didn't do that. That was a, a rogue sect of Well, yeah, Nemoidians sort of like you were saying, that. the Republic at large is uh, sort of pigeonholes all of Cato Nemoidian and all Nemoidians into the, mm-hmm. the actions of the Trade Federation. And the Trade Federation claims that those actions are really only the result of, like, a two few d- two people, people. <laughs> right, uh, who right. did some really um, shady stuff. Now, you, whether or not you believe that, yeah. but it's fair to say that, like, uh, you know, the galaxy at large only recognizes us as as a commodity, really, as a as a uh, like a corporation. But at the ground level, this is just another planet with people living their day to day lives. They just happen to be associated with the trade federation you know so i can i can imagine how mm-hmm. that would be frustrating yeah oh yeah um and i i liked this story like the crime mystery thing i it, it was a little bit contrived but it, it, i did like this better than the security guard bouncer one that we got i think in the high republic um I forget which book that was. It was one of the later books, but um, they were like posing as security guards for a pop star, I think. Oh, uh, like, okay, yeah. Is... Well, the, yeah, that was not my favorite. Yeah, that, one. that I was liked like the this last better one than of that. The phase, but I think yes, Midnight yes, Horizon. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that you know, I the was book so was excited good. for that book, but the story was it was not my favorite <laughs> yeah. one. I, it wasn't well, terrible. I I probably enjoyed that a little better than Brotherhood, frankly, but. Um, Brotherhood's what actually uh, Hulk Hogan's favorite Star Wars. Brotherhood, hey, brother, <laughs> for life. 
Um, did you guys have any uh, any quotes or anything out of the book that you enjoyed, or any parts in particular that stuck out in your minds? Well, I read it six months ago, so let's see. Jeez, <laughs> oh, this guy with the hyperbole all the time. Uh, nothing really sticks out at me too much. I loved um, that the Duchess popped up a couple times. I'm a big yeah. fan of Satine and. I think she deserves a little more story, and uh, I love Obi Wan too. So I would, I would be very much interested to hear. I, I mean, and honestly, Qui Gon's involved in that too. So if we're talking, that whole story would be so great to revisit that we actually don't really know much about uh, with Satine and Obi Wan and and um, Qui Gon and whatever when they were protecting her. Like, did Qui Gon know? And yeah. Oh, he knew. Uh, <laughs> he knew. Um, it was funny because you guys on the on I think one of the previous sh- two shows had mentioned Braca, and Braca is brought up in this book again in the shipyards on Braca. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's uh, um, because I think you had said you saw thought you saw a shipyard in the Andor trailer, which I think you're right. Whether it's Brocker or not, we don't know, but um, that seems to be a popular place, much like Tatooine, oh, um, to go in the Star Wars universe. But um, Brocka is mentioned in this book again, um, and I, you know, I, I found uh, a couple good quotes that were in here. Um, Obi Wan in the very beginning, I think it was shortly after the bombing, and then when they kind of talk about the conflict with the um, different species and the different, uh, the separatists and the Republic and everything going on. Uh, Obi-Wan says, if everyone sat and watched sports and drank ale, maybe there'd be more peace. And <laughs> I went, have you ever watched any sporting events? Cause <laughs> they don't usually end in peace. two opposing sides yeah. and drinks. There is no peace there. So um, I thought that was just a fun little, uh, quote by Obi-Wan and then later on in the book um, Anakin's talking to uh, I think it's Captain Raptor 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 um, and they were talking about sand and, and the captain doesn't like it either and Anakin said see no one believes me but it gets everywhere and I just thought that was a funny um, a funny little nod sick to, reference um, yeah yeah, to Anakin's. Uh, there was an of ongoing thing about him getting adjusted to his prosthetic hand, which was also interesting. Mm-hmm. That's like one of those little things that we don't really necessarily think about. It was a nice detail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one, and I, I had said this to Kyle in the beginning. The one thing that I always find interesting whether it's in books or in the movies or in the tv shows is these star wars characters references to justice and what their perceive what their perception of justice is uh in the star wars universe and and we get a quote from uh Rug, who's one of the guards um that is part of this whole um sabotage thing um he's he says uh, for every gain someone else has a loss justice doesn't really exist not for everyone and i, I thought that's just kind of a very because it's it, it's all he's basically saying it's always going up and down and you know when one side gets justice and things seem like this the other side is very much over here and i i, I forget what was um i forget what drove him to do that though he like he lost somebody or he um he was mad about his people. He was behind part of it, though, right? Yeah, I can't remember like, his whole deal. Am I remembering that right? 
Um, I can't remember what it was, but yes. Um, but Rug is basically part of this plot, um, even though it's against his own people. Well, he's being um, manipulated by Ventress yeah. by the end yes, there. Yes. And she's like, yep. Not, she's convincing him not to see the truth. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And it's, uh, but yeah, it's a good read. I mean, again, it's not long. It's a good book. I like the relationship between Anakin and Obi-Wan. I think the other thing that was really important here was Anakin and Palps's relationship to each other because in the beginning of the book, um, Anakin is talking to Palpatine about his mother um, and openly talking about her death with Palpatine. Mm-hmm. And he Palpatine strokes his ego and basically says, you were, validates Anakin's actions in killing the sand people for what happened to his mother. Um, you know, and he says like, that's maybe the thing is maybe more Jedi should care and they don't. Um, but you care a lot. And that he goes up to me, that makes you more of a Jedi than them. Um, but it's, it's just Palpatine. Like, again, you, you get a lot of that in this book of Palpatine stroking his ego and kind of, uh, what do I want to say? Um, uh, Trying he's to manipulating to like, him. Yeah, he's manipulating him. Um, I, I can't cultivating his his apprentice or whatever whatever it is. I don't know. It's the right choice of words, but yeah, it's him basically starting to manipulate him and get him. And there's times where Anakin is like trying to talk to Obi Wan about it, and they keep getting interrupted. Much like we see in Clone Wars, much like we see in um, the movies, like he's on the precipice of of saying what he wants to say and how he feels and something interrupts them something is always interrupting them and if obi-wan had just said give me 5 minutes or give me 10 minutes and just listened and talked to obi uh, anakin it might have helped you know what i mean yeah. but they were always like oh i'm getting a call to go do this i got to go oh i got to go do this and like they're always running off in two different directions and if Obi-Wan had taken that time to maybe listen to him, it, it wouldn't have gotten to that point. So, um, but again, you know, and Anakin's death is not his fault. <laughs> well, no, not according to the Obi-Wan TV show. <laughs> not according to Lord Vader. Yes. And the new show. So, um, but yeah, it's an interesting book. Go check it out again. It came out in May. Um, so it's been out for a hot minute, um, but it's a good book. I enjoyed it. So, I also liked all the animosity between uh, Mace and uh, Mace well, I think I feel like it was just one one way, just Mace hating Anakin. <laughs> hating on Anakin. Anakin's not a big yeah. fan of him back. I think that was clear too. <laughs> it goes both ways at this point. But I, th- I feel like yeah, Anakin but but it's more wanted. reactionary. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, and who doesn't love more decks? Can always use more decks. So happy to get it. But yeah. That's um that's Brotherhood in a nutshell. Um go check it out if you get time. It's worth the read. Um yeah, especially if you love Clone Wars stuff, because it's it's right in that wheelhouse. So um for me personally, I'm excited to get back into this though. And I know why I'm me too, that just man. gave me an excuse to play that bump. So I'm uh, <laughs> I'm super excited for more High Republic stuff. Um, the sooner we get back to that, the better off. Uh, and Blade of Bardota 
Um, that should be coming out here pretty soon, I think. It's this fall. Oh, that comic? Yes, I'm pretty sure it's this fall. I can't remember if it was September or October, though. I think it's October. Super excited for that. Um, anyway, uh, any last little tidbits on Brotherhood before we uh, wrap this up? Now let's blow this thing and go home. All right, let's do it, folks. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. That was the recap of Brotherhood, written by Star Wars Brotherhood, written by Mike Chen, audiobook by Jonathan Davis. Go check it out if you can. Um, I am so happy that I got to get back on and talk some Star Wars with you guys um, and some random other crap, because um, that's always good. It makes me feel better. Uh, hopefully, for you guys listening, it makes you feel better, too. Um, if you want to check out any of our previous stuff, you can find all of the live stream stuff on uh, YouTube. That's available. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts um, and all over the social medias at Outer Rim Beacon, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the old-fashioned way via Gmail. Um, yes, I said that's the old-fashioned way because nobody sends letters anymore. So I'm not giving out my um, home address check- anyway. <laughs> Probably a good idea. Um, but anyway, so check us out at any one of those. Um, if you like the logo, you can always go out to Tee Public. Our logo is still up there. Go buy a shirt. It's a great shirt. They're super comfortable. I'm, I'm pretty sure they just did their like 30% off sale uh, maybe a week ago, so you might have missed that window, but they run it like all the time. So uh, if you like the show, you want to you wanna get a shirt and support us, go check them out. They're pretty good. Or a coffee mug. Coffee mugs Ooh. are cool too. Phone case. Um, fancy. Phone case, sweatshirt, shorts, uh, merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. So... Um, go check it out. My name is Justin. Um, you can find me on Twitter at I am the Bendu. Where can they find you guys at? This is Josh. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Battle of Tanab. And uh, my band has a new song out. It's called Painted Flowers. Oh, the band is called uh, Former Critics. Probably that's also important. So go check that out. Go to listen <laughs> on all your uh, streaming platforms. This is Kyle, and I am KB underscore Legend on Twitter, Instagram, and probably anything else. Um, we've got a lot of Star Wars shows uh, coming up I saw, was it Bad Batch got bumped back again um, I think, or it got bumped back for some reason but I think they had a lot of stuff coming out on Disney Plus Day um, which, that's like a whole other conversation we got like, tons of stuff coming out for Disney Plus Day, so um, Obi-Wan Kenobi behind the scenes thing is coming out I think, so we'll probably have that to talk about here pretty soon um, but anyway, lots is coming out. So every anyway, everybody have a great day. Get out there, do something Star Warsy, and may the Force be with you. Always, always. always. Come on. Bye.